Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick. How's it going, my friend? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I am doing wonderful. What a what a fun week. Really, nothing's happened. I mean, honestly, nothing's like happened or anything. Yeah. But, you know, it's been cool. There's a lot of sports, you know, sports that's been happening this week. The Missouri Tigers gymnastics went up and get who they are ranked ninth in the nation in mm-hmm. collegiate gymnastics. And they went up against the number three LSU Tigers. So it's the Tigers versus the Tigers. They are in Columbia, Missouri. And the Missouri Tigers upset the LSU Tigers 197.325. You Tigers to 197.225 or 297. I don't know. They beat them by one hundredth of an of a point. Wow. Yeah, it was that close. It was that close. And the talent on both teams is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. LSU has one person in particular that's been selected for the U.S. gymnastics team. So, yeah, big deal. I think Alabama's got two, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, Missouri uh, showed up, showed out, and won the meet. So they'll only go up higher in the rankings. And then the Missouri Tigers wrestling team, number two in the nation. Beat the number twenty, beat number twenty West Virginia, and just I mean, by a lot. <laughs> I mean they, yeah, perfect. Just just pretty pretty, pretty much amazing showing. Yeah. So yeah, so those those two sports are doing great. However, the basketball side, not a, not at all. Yeah. This is this, these are the this is the sport where the Missouri Tigers are struggling, both men and women. Uh, women are doing far better than the men. But and then I unfortunately was not able to watch on the TV the Mavericks versus Atlanta Hawks. However, I got to follow along and you know game cast and all that on the on the ESPN app. And my boy Lucas scored seventy three points against the Hawks. Where's the defense? <laughs> it was now, mind you, the Mavericks only still won by like ten. Also, he was. It was both sides. It was both sides. 73 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Damn. So it's septuple double? Septuple double? I don't know how that works. Yeah. He was was cooking. Everyone else was just kind (laughs) of low heat. Like like family style cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And then last night they lost to the Kings, but lost to the Kings, still scored 28 points. Uh, 17, 17 rebounds. I think Tennessee. Th- he still managed to have a triple double. He's doing his part. Oh, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and Kyrie's out with a sprained thumb or some nonsense like that. So he's, you know, but you know, the great thing is that he's, he'll be the leader. He'll be the one to score all the points, but he's also be the one to, you know, have a crap ton of assists too. Yeah, and pass it off because he knows how to pass. Unlike you know, Kobe, all right. So he is getting people involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. always, and that's what makes him a great leader. So, 
so that's my sports. And then, of course, you know, today we had, you know, Sunday we had the Chiefs. <laughs> we had the Chiefs Ravens game, and that, yeah, Chiefs pulled it out, man. I mean, they they brought it. I mean, two road wins. You know, everybody's talking about where's Mahomes's road wins. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, there you go, two in a row. I mean, what else you want? And the best thing that I read afterwards is that the because you know the Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Home to the Raiders. And the tweet that I, I saw was the Chiefs will be playing will playing will be playing at the Raiders Stadium for a Super Bowl championship before the Raiders will. Brutal. <laughs> and I mean and anybody knows that knows NFL knows that Chiefs Raiders are like the big rival. Yeah. Especially, you know, for both teams, that's their that's their big one. So that's even a bigger own. And then here, just recently, the San Francisco 49ers defeated Eminem's Detroit Lions. Yeah, and just I mean that was a heart stopper three point game separated the two teams. So, so yeah, no no T Swift versus Eminem going into the Super Bowl, but yeah. My only hope is that, because you know the Grammys are coming up too, so my only hope is that Jason Kelsey shows up to the Grammys, to and like drinks a bunch and takes his shirt off to support Tay Tay. But that's my only hope. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I don't. I then you know why even bother having the Grammys? <laughs> Have a viral moment. Yep, exactly. But no, it was. Both, you know, I'm not in for me, NFL, I don't really care. I'm always been more of a player person. So Missouri's got like two players, Nick Bolton and a couple others, Andy Reid, even, you know, Mizzou alumni. So correct. Congrats to them. And, you know, see the Niners in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. And yeah, that's about all I got. Kids have had a good week. Nothing too, too exciting. Yeah. Cool. I didn't watch much football this weekend. My sports entertainment came from sports entertainment at WWE. Yo. So I watched the Royal Rumble yesterday, which was, you know, for the most part, it was good. They had women's Royal Rumble start and had the men's Rumble match at the end. And in between, you had a, a fatal four-way match with Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. And Roman's been champion for the last... Wait. Three years. AJ Styles from NSYNC. That's AJ McLean. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Continue. Continue. Yeah. Like, uh, how, how, what? Imagine if that were the thing, though. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it would pull off as well. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Never know. But yeah, the, the women's Rumble match was pretty good. Had a lot of surprises. A few, one returning wrestler and Naomi, who just came over from TNA. Then had someone else from TNA actually appear at the Rumble match. So I don't know if that's kind of give an idea that maybe there's going to be a WWE TNA collab where they do some cross promotion and whatnot matches. Jade Cargill made her in-ring debut after coming over from AEW. So she hasn't had a one-on-one match yet, but at least got to see her in the ring. And she eliminated Nia Jax by literally picking her up over her shoulders. And, you know, Nia Jax... Pretty big lady, you know, so she was able to get her over the rope and eliminate her. And she had a good showing for her first appearance okay. in any match. Then the winner of that was Bailey, which I feel was deserved because yeah. 
but that whole everything there was just perfect. <laughs> I mean, it had some yeah. had some botchy moments where some mistakes were made, but overall, it was the better of the two Rumble matches. And then you had a couple of funny moments where R Truth, if you're familiar with him, came out during a women's Rumble match and got told like, "No, this is the women's round. You know, you need to leave." And uh, is he identifying <laughs> as one? I mean, that's. He- that's something. He, I mean, that's very brave for WWE to address, especially the, for their demographic. The thing is, our truth is kind of like not his character at the moment is just real comic relief and not all at all in his right mind. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> so him coming out was I mean, it wasn't too much of a surprise. Cause he's always doing yeah. something. Because one time he thought he was doing a ladder match. He pulled a ladder out during the rumble, and that was hilarious. And then Roman Reigns somehow survived this fatal four-way match when I'm like, you know, all three, the other three should have just said, hey, one of y'all beat them and then we'll figure out matches later. But it was an okay match. Okay. Same end result. And then the men's Rumble match, Cody Rhodes won. Okay. So, yeah, those are their three. There was another match, but I didn't really care for it too much, so I'm not going to mention it. All right. (laughs) No worries. Yeah, but overall it was a good good mat good night. Kind of wish they had ended the match, ended the night with the ladies rumble match because it was yeah. the more interesting and, and yeah. But yeah. And uh, that's it. And as far as Kala, she did a got a 90 on a test that she thought she was going to hey, fail. Yo. You know, got her got her tripped up on the the wording of the questions, so I told her like, yeah, that's how they try to get you. They they word things weird and yeah. odd just to kind of slip that's you why up. You have and, to- Read it multiple times. Yep. And that's how she did. She just kind of, you know, was, it was her economics class, but she just kind of had that approach where she just looked at him, looked at the question from different angles and then figured it out from there. So I'm like, nice. Exactly. Doing better than I would have done because I sucked at economics. Yeah. Uh, I had a teacher that looked like Clarence from, from It's a Wonderful Life and had a slight speech impediment. God, he loved Ellen Greenspan. Oof. I mean, Grant, this is, we're talking late 90s here. All right. Yeah. Like 99, 2000. So we're in, no, 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 97, 96, 97. Yeah. Okay. Freshman year. Yeah. I was, I'm like, I wish I could get on your web with my dude, but I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not there. But good for her. Grayson did well. She, She'd gotten a C on a test, and it's one of those, you know, they don't ask, a, and it's more of a quiz, I think, than a test. Mm-hmm. But, you know, where they don't have a whole lot of questions, so if you, like, miss one, like, it kind of hoses you. Yeah. And it was a, it was like, a, it was an English one, and it was re and pre. She was getting those, she got those wrong, getting those mixed up. Mm-hmm. So I told her, I said, this is the best analogy I could come up with, and it's fitting for this podcast. I said pre is like, you know, when we go to the movies, they show the commercials for the you know upcoming movies. They call those previews. So they're before they come out, you're getting to view something before it comes out. So it's before. So previews. And then re after you watch a movie, daddy does review of the movie. Yeah. So there you go, because I've already watched it. So now I'm going to talk about it. So it's a review so previews before the movie reviews what daddy does after the movie good way to put it yo english i got this math i'm glad you're stellar at math i'm glad both of my kids are so good at math 
Oh my god, I'm so glad because not me, not my mom, like no one in our in the hall, Gene, maybe my brother. Yeah. But nope. Forget it. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna get that from me. But you know, US history, you know, to a point, I got you. And English, I got you. But no. Yeah. But, kinda... yeah, she, she retook it. She retook it got a lot better. She got a hundred on her spelling test. But reading comprehension, that's something that's kind of her struggle bus. Is can read, but she has it's a little bit harder for her to know what she read, what to fully comprehend. Like she reads it, but then retaining and understanding what she read is a little bit more, you know, where she's her focus needs to be on. There we go. Okay. So we're working on that. She'll get there in time. Oh, yeah. Takes time. True story. True story. Yeah. So, real quick before we get into trailers, I got a couple of things. One, I had the utmost pleasure to join our friends over at $2 Late Feed today um, for their Patreon championship tournament, whatever, mm-hmm. of Ask Us that they've had on for their little trivia thing that they do. And I'm here to tell you, Zach and Dustin know how to do a trivia show. Yeah. Because they do not, re- they did one, I got one softball question, and that's only because me, you, and Zach had did an, had done a whole episode on the Von Eriks. Yeah. So his was like a territory marks question. And all I had to do was name three of the six Von Erich brothers. So all I right. tried to get a little bit flashy. I, I named three and then I tried to throw in the fake one and I got the name wrong for the fake one. Dang. I tried to say Luke and it's Lance. Dang. <laughs> so I was like, well, <laughs> but I got, got the three right. So that's all yeah. that matters. I was just trying to be flashy and yeah. And then got, silly afterwards but i'm not going to tell you how it ends or how i did i will instead direct everybody to check it out on the two dollar late fee youtube channel they will have it posted up because they recorded it but they also did it live which i thought was pretty neat also i had a great time always good talking to our buddies there and you know their season five is about to kick off here the next week or two next week i think next week so Definitely check that out. And, you know, you know, like we talked before, you know, definitely check out Territory Marks as well. And because I've been getting caught up on that and it's just very enjoyable. And, I, and I'm not the biggest world, you know, biggest wrestling fan, but I enjoy I love listening to people talk about their their what, you know, what they're passionate about, you know, their yeah. hobby and things that they're passionate about like that. So that make, always makes it more interesting to me. So, yep. So go check out Zach and Dustin if you can. And if you enjoy it, then, you know, sign up for their Patreon. And yeah, maybe you can be a guest. Anyways, I had a great time. It was, you know, again, wonderful to get to hang out with them for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And, yeah. And then secondly... As we speak, I think the third episode of True Blood is currently on. Or not True Blood. Sorry. True Detective. The other true HBO show. Season season four, episode three. I'm very excited. This season, I was kind of excited about. I was glad they brought it back. It's, this season marks 10 years since the first season dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which I can't believe it's been that long. But yeah, 2014. Right in the middle of the reconnaissance. And I know you, you said you hadn't watched it yet. 
Yeah, I've I haven't watched any any of it. You seriously watch season one. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are amazing in it. Just yeah. yeah. And it's eight episodes. It's eight, you know, fifty to you know, roughly fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. Hour long episodes. Once you start, you'll get hooked. I promise. It's it's phenomenal. Second the second season has Vince Vaughn, Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams, and Taylor Kitsch. That one's okay. Mm-hmm. I like it, but not it. It does to me. That one didn't pull you in as as much as the first season. It did immediately, like it came out. So season one's 2014, season two's 2015 when it was released. Season three has Mahersh Mahershala Ali, mm-hmm. Steven Dorf, Cyborg, Ray. Can't think of his last name. Ray Fisher. Fisher. Yes, thank you. Ray Fisher plays the son, and that one's good too. But yeah, no, that one's good too. I think I like three more than two. Two, I think, is my least favorite out of all of them. But again, mm-hmm. they're all great. This season, and that one came out in 2019, so there was a big gap, you know, four-year gap between two and three, and then you know, season four came out, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So you're talking about another five-year gap there. And it has Jodie Foster and Christopher Eccleston's also in it. I'm trying to remember a couple other people that are in it. And this one takes place in Alaska, but it has so many connections with yeah. the first season. So I had to go. I didn't have to. I chose to go back and rewatch it because I realized it had been a very long time since I watched the first season. Yeah. And after watching the first two episodes, of true detective and then going back and watching the first season it just makes this season there's so much more weight to the season because right. of all the various easter eggs and references to that original season and went on what went on so it's connected pretty much and yeah no I'm, i and then after i went back and rewatched the first season rewatched the first two episodes again so I can be sure I, you know, everything's clicking. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, they did a good job. They've done a good job so far, I should say on setting everything up. So, so yeah, everything so. holds together. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I have no doubt that it will. Yeah. And that's legit what I've watched other than one of the two movies that we're going to talk about this week. That's it that I've for this week for me. I can't even think of anything else because all my other shows have ended. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. yeah. Other than what we're talking about today, one other movie that I watched that I won't talk about, but because wrestling week, I watched yeah. the the Marine, which was John Cena's first. Oh uh, yeah. Acting role. His first appearance was in Ready to Rumble, but he didn't have a speaking part. But this was his yeah. first starring role. And it gotcha. felt very 80s, 90s, cheesy, okay. campy type. You know, acting was just yeah. not great, but it worked for it. Action was just over the top. Like, they had a car chase where he was getting shot multiple times by automatic rifle, gun. I was like, man, that car should have blown up like yeah. five shots ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, he had the, had the plot armor heavy for him. Yeah. But, it was, I mean, it's not a great movie, but it was good for the entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, first time I've watched that. 
I still will never forget the time that he guest starred on the TV show Psych, mm-hmm. playing. She, I forgot Maggie Lawson's character's name in that show, but she play he plays her brother. That you know, and they're the airbase that's there in San Diego, Miramar, the Top Gun. You should know that. And they and so he's there, and they're trying to he enlists their help, Sean and Gus's help, with solving this mystery. I forgot what it was. And so they're having to try and sneak around an airbase, mm-hmm. and he's like, <laughs> he and then Sean looks at John C. And he goes. Why are you trying to hide? You know, you're the size of a jumbo jet. Right. <laughs> it was like, how are you trying to hide? Okay. No, and he was really good in that. I'm like, you know what? I like him. You know, it's not bad. He might Maybe. go places. Who knows? One, one of the better wrestler turn actors, him and Batista. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True story. Yeah, Terry Hulk Hogan as much. Nah, they kept Perfect him. Amanda didn't quite do it for me. They kept him too kid friendly. I mean, even the Rocks. Tooth Fairy was better than Hogan. Great, yeah. Grayson loves Tooth Fairy. <laughs> yes. And so, the game plan shows both of yeah. those. For sure, as we have talked about on the show. You ready to get into it? All right. So, trailers. We've got plenty. This one, this there, the wait is over, Patrick. Okay. Okay. I'm about to talk about this. So, as I was, you know, when I was taking Charlotte out and everything, I was going through my feed and everything, and this trailer popped up. And I was like, this is definitely not for me. I don't even know why it's in my feed, but here we go. Unknown when it's, nope, I take it back, February 23rd. So coming up here in the next month, we have the movie Stop Motion. This is rated R, the runtime one hour, 33 minutes. A stop motion animator struggles to control her demons after the loss of her overbearing mother. That is not expressed anywhere in this trailer. Okay. So she's the so basically this lady does stop motion out of her or this young this young woman does stop motion out of her apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then neighbor comes neighbor kid comes by and asks her what she does. And so she, she's like she wants to come in and look at it. Okay, they look at it. And she explains what she you know, how she does stop motion and why she, you know why she likes it. And she's like, Well, what do you think? She says it seems boring. Why don't we try it this way? Yeah. Or let's try this story, you know, and she kind of gives her like this premise and it's like really dark and really creepy. And it turns out that it's something that's actually happening. Like these characters in the stop motion and it's showing like the stop motion action as she's telling it. Mm-hmm. So there's actual stop motion in it, in the movie, in this very horror, <laughs> very horror movie. And then it starts getting really graphic. And then you start seeing these, like the, the weed is trying to sleep. And then you see this little stop motion character come into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, it, you know, then of course the quick edit cut things with the, you know, the high pitch music and everything. And yeah, it does not look like it's for me. It is 100% for you. It, it had me up until like a little bit. And then I'm like, nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, this is where we cross the line right here. And I guarantee you this probably with some eye stuff. No, thank you. Like almost got, almost got you. Almost had me. And then no. Aisling friend, friend, Quasi, F-A-R-E-F-R-A-N-C-I-O-S-I. Francois, Kiosi. Anyways, she plays Ella Blake. 
Stella Gunnett, Tom York. Yeah, it's Kaelin Springle. So, yeah, there's not like a whole, there's not really anybody that we would know in it. But, yeah, there you go. That's coming out. So, enjoy. Can't wait to hear you talk about it. And for me to go, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you had that in your life. <laughs> Hope it gets a theater release. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll find it on streaming. Yep, there you go. I'd probably shudder. Yeah. <laughs> Which means it might pop up on AMC Plus. Hey, there you go. Yeah. All right. See? Works the best for you. Hey, for kids, guess what we got coming July 3rd? The fourth installment in the franchise nobody asked for, but it keeps making money so they can keep popping them out. Yeah. We have Despicable Me 4. Oh, wow. Which, you know, follows Grew, the girls, is now, you know, his new wife. The minions and guess what? Gru has a kid, not the three adopted ones. Oh, yeah. They actually produced the baby. They produced the baby. Oh wow! That likes the mom does not like him. And then somebody from the the villain from the third one escapes and you know wants to seek revenge on Gru. That's essentially mm-hmm. the plot from the trailer. So yeah, interesting. Yep. So we shall see. <laughs> it looks like it'll be cute. I mean, there hasn't really been one of these that I just really didn't like. They're obviously formulaic. They're, I mean, they're, that's what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And Grayson's like, how? It's like how long? How long? And they kept saying this summer. This summer. That's too far away. And I looked it up. It's July third. She goes, that's even further away. I'm like, it's literally in summer. Right. Like I said, Grayson, you know it'll be here before you know. I said, trust me, it'll be here before you know it, believe it or not. Yeah, the way Tom's going, yeah, (laughs) you'll blink three times and boom, boom, yeah, here we are. Next, we have the reimagining coming out. Not the name of the movie though. That's not the. Although I'm surprised that's not. What if there was a movie called Reimagining and it was just a reimagining of a movie? It's like it's literally in the title, man. Yeah. Just, just, just. It's just talking about how it's just about how the studio is trying to update a movie. How we're going to put a twist on it, though. The movie Such called as, Reimagining about a re-ima- reimagining a movie. Yes. That's talk about self-aware. A little bit too. Yeah. A little <laughs> yeah on, too on the but, All right. Yeah. We have Doug Lyman's reimagining of the movie Roadhouse. Oh, yeah, I hadn't watched the trailer yet. I, I'm, I thought it was a joke first. They said it was doing it. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's real now. They, they done done it. Yeah. It's going to be released on Amazon Prime on March 21st, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as Dalton, Daniela Melchior as Ellie, Conor McGregor as Knox, Billy Magnuson as Ben Brandt, Jessica Williams as Frankie, and oh yeah, Joaquin De Almedia. You may know him from Fast Five, aka Jason Momoa's dad <laughs> from the yeah. Fast and Furious franchise. There you go. And I'm sure there's a bunch of probably other MMA fighters and stuff like that that we're probably supposed to know. Okay, that I'm supposed to know because I don't follow any of that. So an ex-UFC middleweight fighter ends up working at a rowdy bar in the Florida Keys where things are not as they seem. Dun, dun, dun. 
Well, since it's Prime, I guess I'll watch it. Yep. It and you know what the trailer doesn't make it look too bad. And it's obviously rated R, runtime of one hour fifty four minutes. So not so, going to try and draw it out. So I mean, question: Since you've watched the trailer, okay. do you think they should have called it Roadhouse? Should they have changed the character's name and just made it completely something different, or are oh, they just totally. using? No, no, no. I think they should. Have. Yeah, just keep the premise, change the character's name in a different title. Four the keys. There you go. And then had the bar called Florida Keys, and they could just be a reimagining of Cocktail. <laughs> but leave uh, the titles uh, out of it. Just leave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you yeah. get the surviving members of the Beach Boys to come and play, you know, do a cameo. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hey. I just, if, I just hear hey, a lot if, of remakes and remakes. If they don't have a, if they don't have a drink to this bar called the Raw Dog, then. Is it really a Roadhouse movie? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We we shall see. I'm curious. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal looks jacked. Jack, Jake G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and Conor McGregor looks like he's having fun. He so, always has fun. Got to. So, yes, yeah, so we have that coming out as well. And then, let's see, what else? Oh, yes. We have the Jordan Peele produced movie that is, we'll say, co-written, directed, and starring Dave Patel. Dev Patel. Sorry. Dev yeah. Patel. Monkey Man. Rated R with a runtime one hour, 53 minutes. Coming to theaters April the, let's see here, April 5th. An anonymous young man unleashes a campaign of vengeance against the corrupt leaders who murdered his mother and continues to systematically victimize the poor and powerless. So he puts on a a mask, a monkey mask, that's a white monkey, and goes and beats the hell out, goes and you know beats the hell out of people. Yeah. Dev Patel, Chartol Copley, Pito Bash, Sabita. Jewel, Julie Paula and others. So yeah, it the trailer looks dope. Yeah. I just watched it and then you sent it to me, I bet not five minutes later. Yeah. And I was gonna I was like, dude, I was totally gonna send that to you. Looks great though. Action's on point. Yes. Cinematography on point too, actually. Yeah. Looks really good. Next we have Hitman. This is Richard Linklater's, you know, boyhood fame, you know, where he took 10 years or to make a movie with Ethan Hawke. So Ethan Hawke can win an Oscar, more or less. Yeah. Anyways, that Richard Linklater, he's confused and all that. So his latest movie, Hitman, which is also rated R, runtime, one hour, 53 minutes. A professor. Now, this summary I don't like already because it already sounds confusing. A professor moonlighting as a hitman of sorts for his city police department. Yep. Descends into dangerous, dubious territory when he finds himself attracted to a woman who enlists his services. Okay. I sounds like a 10 year old wrote this. Like this is something a 10 year old came up with. No, no, no. Hear me out, dad. Okay. It's going to be awesome. It's like a teacher. But not like a school, not like high school teacher, because we don't want people to get confused with like dangerous minds or the substitute or something like that. So 
a professor like in college. But he's going to be like a hitman of sorts for the city police department. Yeah, that's it. Because cops can't kill people because, you know, that's not what police do. But if they hired somebody else to do it, then, you know, then that's okay. But there's a hitch. He gets roped into some things when a woman try and gets his help. As always. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I don't like that summary at all. But it's Richard Winklater, so I'll have faith in it. It is starring Glenn Powell from Top Gun Maverick fame. Adria Achorna, Retta, Austin Emilio, Melly Bellard, trying to see if there's anybody else. So that's coming to Netflix June 7th. I'm hoping that we'll get a better idea of this movie. <laughs> a second summary, if you click on it. Yeah. It's a little better. Okay. It kind of fleshes things out just a little bit. Okay. Um, we'll see what the finished product says. Exactly. <laughs> 110%. Next, we have another nun horror movie. Yeah, uh, as you do. Oh. Immaculate, starring Sydney Sweeney. Set to come out March 22nd. No runtime. We'll go ahead and assume it's rated R. Cecilia, a woman of devout faith, is warmly welcomed to the picture-perfect Italian countryside where she is offered a new role at a at an illustrious com- convent. But it becomes clear to Cecilia that her new home harbors dark and horrifying secrets. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like this movie already came out. Yeah. Like, seriously, didn't, didn't this movie just come out? I feel like it was a different title, but I forget what it was. The one yeah, where it's like... What's that? Come on, like the trailer? Or something similar? No, I think... I feel like the what? movie itself, like a movie like this came out already where in it, like a nun, a nun helps a bunch of priests or something like that with some, um, horror. do you know what I'm talking about? I think I talked about it too. Yeah. Like pray for the devil. Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 That's what it sounds like. I mean, I'm sure it's not, but that's what it sounds like. Anyways, I'm not going to, it's not for me. <laughs> see here. Yeah. One more. Last one. A24 has a new one. Uh, yeah. Surprise. This is Tuesday. Starring Julia Louise Dreyfus. Zora. It's rated R with a runtime one hour, 51 minutes. A mother and her teenage daughter must confront death when it arrives in the form of an astonishing talking bird. That doesn't scream A24. I don't know what does. Right. <laughs> Always something off. If it listen, if it were animated, I would tell you it's a, I could tell you in a heart in half a heartbeat that it's a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Written and directed by Diana Unimusic. I sure really tried pronounce these beforehand. I'm not good at that. But yeah, I'm curious. So, yeah. That is it, man. Uh, that, is, that is our very lengthy trailer section. Let's see. Yeah, seven. Seven trailers. Yeah. It, it always seems like we have like a week where we will have one or two. Every now and then zero trailers, but not very often. But like one or two. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, that's it. We got one or two. That's sorry, guys. And then the next week we'll have like seven or eight. <laughs> like 
Yep. Bacon okay. nut. Yeah. This is out. But it's wild. Speaking of wild, let's get into our future presentation. So Patrick and I went and saw the movie ISS. And no, this is not in school suspension like York thought it was. Right. I said, I can see where you get confused. I too would have thought that as well. No, ISS, International Space Station. Or as I, I think I tried to do the tagline, ISS, in space, no one can hear you scream in detention. There you go. Yeah. It was stupid. It was very stupid. And your also didn't think it was too funny. But that's okay. Middle schoolers don't often think things are funny. Rated R, one hour, 35 minutes. This was mm-hmm. written by Nick Schaefer. And directed by Gabriella Cowperthwaite. Cowperthwaite. There we go. Sounds right. Yep. Tensions flare in the near future aboard the International Space Station as a conflict breaks breaks out on Earth. Reeling, the U.S. and Russian astronauts receive orders from the ground that read simply, take control of the station by any means. Bum, bum. Yeah, there you go. That was my dramatic reading of... <laughs> of the synopsis. Yep. This movie stars Ariana DeBose, which most people know from West Side Story. Chris Messina, one of my favorite kind of independent film actors as well. You know, if you've watched one of my favorite HBO shows, The Network, he's awesome in that. He's also just great in pretty much anything he does. And John Gallagher Jr., also from The Network, or from Network on HBO and just, he's great. He was in a uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Goodman. He was basically the one that wasn't John Goodman. <laughs> okay. In that. I and, still haven't watched that. I, yeah, have, no. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. But he's great. And he's always good in his, in what he's in. So I dug that. And then we also have Masha Moshkova, Coast of Ronin. And Pilu Asbeck, which he's from Game of Thrones fame. The other two, I'm not as familiar. I tried to look at both of them and couldn't, didn't recognize them. Yeah. So, yeah, so the movie starts out. We've got, we've got Christian Campbell played by John Gallagher Jr. And Dr. Kira Foster played by Ariana DeBose, both being shot up in the, up into the, or, Basically, they reach the International Space Station for their new tour. John Gower, or Christian Campbell this is returning. This is Dr. Kira Foster's first trip to International International Space Station. So pretty much everybody on board except for her have pretty, pretty good rapport. You know, they're with both, you know, the Americans and Russians get along great. Yeah, because they've been working side by side for a pretty long time at this point. So everybody knows everybody, you know, they get along great. And so she seems to start to fit in, you know, they kind of give her the rules on stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they're doing, everybody's doing their own different experiments and work up there until things go awry, so to speak. Basically you start, they look out, you know, the windows, I forgot what they called the big, you know, looky. Lookout area. And then they start seeing the skies, you know, Earth <laughs> starts turning a little red and then very red. Random and then, explosions. Yes. 
Like, I was like, they, they really, it's like, you know, we really, they see Christopher Nolan filming Oppenheimer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Hey, it's a little bit too real, man. Right. <laughs> you know, you're going for that visual effects award, but simmer down. It's all practical. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, but it's for the art. <laughs> and so they, what they do is they end up, yeah, they, you know, the shit kind of hits fan. And then they both receive messages. The U S and Russians each receive encrypted messages. Basically all it says is we are at war with each other. Mm-hmm. Do try and basically take over the space station by any means necessary, which I haven't figured that, which starts the first plot hole for me or not plot hole, but the first of many questions yeah. of why. Right. Cause to what, for what purpose? If y'all were dropping nukes left and right, what purpose would the International Space Station have? Right, because it's in space. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my thing was just that one message just changed everything for them. Even though yeah. they have this history of working together and they have this good rapport, they each get a message and it's just like, okay, we're seeing red now. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you know what? Now they're like, fuck these guys. Yeah. They're on their own. Hate you. And it just kind of shows you that maybe there wasn't a lot of trust to begin with. Which yeah. doesn't still doesn't make sense because yeah, you have no reason to not trust because you're in this confined space. You pretty much see each other all the time. You rely on everybody. Yes, <laughs> everybody relies on everybody. Yeah, anybody, any one person messes up. Like even if they got to fight and they could damage something, and it's like they at no point did they think like one is this really a situation? So my whole thing, I was thinking like maybe what if it's hackers that are aware of this? Yes, and they're tied to what's going on on Earth, and so like, well, let's see if we can mess some stuff up up there just for the hell of it. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, damn cryptocurrency bros trying to fuck things up on the International Space Station. Right. It's like that. We have nothing. Has nothing to do with us. Yeah, man. Just yeah. do some fun stuff. Yeah, just fuck with them. It'll be fine. What's the worst? Elon. <laughs> Elon's like SpaceX is the only one that can exist. Right. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. God. <laughs> but yeah, it's, but what it does is it does, because it is something, if you think about it, what, you know, what could be going through an astronaut's brain knowing that all, you know, knowing that Earth is basically, you're, you've basically got, I don't know, bird's eye view, I guess, more or less. I mean, you're in the, you're in the node splits of the event because you can see everything. That's going on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, you are, but you're freaking out because like Chris Messina's character, Gordon Barrett, or excuse me, Christian Campbell has kids, you know, he's, yeah. his whole family's down there. So he's worried about his kids and trying to get in contact, but nobody can get a hold of anyone up there. Oh, cause calm like, on the ground. There's no, like nothing. And so they, he's, he's worried about his family. You've got, you know, you've got others that are worried about, you know, loved ones and everything. But it's, you know, Gordon, <clears throat> one thing that does get, it does kind of get mentioned is that Gordon Barrett, played by Christmas, you know, his character, him and the female cosmonaut, Veronica, which I think is you know, basically spelled with a W, but it's pronounced Veronica, get, you know, have a, you know, have a thing. Like they, 
you know, they both like each other, but I don't think they've really done anything because, again, they're in an international space station with other people in close quarters, so there's not really much they can do. But you can tell they have feelings for each other, you know. But yeah. And so they're worried about each other, you know, and then, you know, now they have to keep secrets from one another. Right. How do you do that, you know? And so now the, so, you know, the cosmonauts then one of them sabotages like the antenna. So they're like, Hey, the antenna. So Gordon goes out to try and to try and fix, you know, go get to it to try and work on it. And then one of the cosmonauts brings a big giant arm. It looks like a crane almost. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it reminds me of the claw game. Actually, Ooh, you're afraid the of the claw. claw. The claw. <laughs> it has chosen. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't say that in the movie, to be honest. Oh, and for this movie, I had a private screening, so I probably could have been, yeah. been just for me, but I didn't think of it. So Almost I had one other person that's like, I didn't think this movie was popular enough. Right. Just 10 o'clock at night, so I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. And yeah, yeah this is a movie I went and saw when Grayson went and saw Wonka with her friends. Same theater, well, same, yeah, movie theaters. And they just went and saw that, and I went and saw this. But yeah, he gets knocked, you know, basically gets knocked out in the space. He had to unclamp from his little, you know, carabiner thing. He had to unclip from that so he could reach, you know, jump, basically make the jump to the area he needed to to try and get to the antenna, realize that the antenna is not, not broken. Yeah. But then he, he was on comms and then someone cut the, you know, cut the cable for the comms. So yeah, nobody knew anything happened to Gordon. No, 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 smart how they did it. They yes. cut it and put a fake wire back so it didn't look like it was turned away. Like I was it. like, all right, that's slick. No it evidence. Is. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, and then you see poor Gordon, you know, doing somersaults through space. Having his gra- gravity moment. Yep. Bless. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then things get dumber. <laughs> now, again, I like this movie, okay? I just... But I, I understand. So one of the reasons why I liked it, and I t- kind of told you about this. One of the things that I liked about this movie is that it it does make you kind of think, wow, what would happen if something like this? That's what intrigued me about the about wanting to go see this movie is is asking that question. If something like this were to happen on Earth, what would the people in space do? Yeah. So it, so the premise I really liked, but there's a lot of like translucent you know plot armor going on here and like the decisions that they make are so ridiculous and some of the actions that they take are kind of ridiculous or not kind of they are ridiculous but i'm okay with that because for me after watching leave the world behind and letting that be as realistic as that could be Mm -hmm. i didn't need this to be as realistic like i don't need that i had that already i need this to be to have these kind of, you know, ridiculous decisions made because it helps not make it seem as plausible or, you know, this could really happen type thing and make it more enjoyable as just a ridiculous movie that still has a lot of tense moments. And you're wondering, well, this certainly is going to, Oh, okay. I guess this is going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, almost an almost disaster movie for yeah. January in space. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Cause 
I know we're going to get Civil War, the movie, the movie Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hopefully not the actual. Uh, right. Because that's just a waste of time. And we just need to just let it, let it exist in the movie world and in the 1800s. Right. And leave it at that. And then just be adult about other real life things. But I'm not quite there to get on board with, like, I'm still not quite there to go watch Civil War. I know it'll be good. I love Alex Garland. I also love Jesse Plemons. Yeah. And he's just stellar in everything. He's he's this generation's Philip Seymour Hoffman. He just is. Like, I was trying to talk, I was talking to a coworker about Jesse Plemons and how much I just love anything he's in, whether he's in a comedy like Game Night. Mm-hmm. And just playing this weirdo cop <laughs> that makes you laugh. Or whether he's in like Black Mirror and the Star Trek-ish kind of Black Mirror episode. And then seeing wow, him play essentially two different characters in that and how well he did. Or popping up in a movie like Killers of the Flower Moon or Hoover. I think he was in that one too. J. Edgar, I mean, like he's been in different movies and always playing a different kind of character. You know, we were talking about last week. I know this is getting slightly off topic, but when we were talking about like last week with killers of the flower moon and Leo kind of getting stuck, I don't see that. I think some of that comes to decision on what types of movies. If you look at Jesse Plymouth's career and the types of roles he's played, he's never played the same character, same type of character twice. True. And he's always playing something different. He's always bringing something different to the characters. So anyways, he was in that year of the dog also, because he got nominated for that one. Yeah. No power of the dog, power of the dog. What? Yeah. Not year of the dog. That is actually Andrew McCarthy from 1980, whatever. Do we, I hate that. I know that too. (laughs) It's funny. I got that confused, but yeah, power of the dog. Thank you for correcting me. Um, I only only picked up on it because I was talking about that recently. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Brought up Jesse Plemons and the different role. So, yeah. Anyways, I just love Jesse. So, so yeah, I'm not quite ready for Civil War. And I don't know if I will be. And that's okay. I'll approach that. You know, I'll watch it whenever I feel more comfortable, you know, living in that, in that kind of headspace. Yeah. But this movie, yeah, is enjoyable. I mean, it's a good, it's got some good tense moments. To kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. Again, there's stuff, there's decisions made in this movie that are really dumb. What I refer to as dumb, dumb decisions. You know, just like well, this is a real dumb, dumb thing to do. I don't know why they would choose to go this route, but that's okay because I I realized some decisions are made to kind of build, to kind of build the uh, tension in the movie, yeah. and they're not made to be like smart. Right, <laughs> and that's okay. And again, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that as long as. It's one of those, if they're consistent with it, it, mm-hmm. it makes more sense if they consistently make dumb, dumb decisions because it's not, it's not like, well, why would they do that? But they end up doing this better. Yeah. Like they end up making these smarter decisions later. No, it, it's okay. We've made this decision, this decision to do these silly things. Yeah, there was one twist that I didn't understand. I still don't. <laughs> yeah. And then there, a character's yeah. arc, I guess one might say. Yeah. But their motivations or lack thereof. Yeah. Not yeah, motivations. Yeah. Motivations just didn't make sense. No. Considering what we know 
yes. about them when watching. But then they do a good job of, you know, setting everyone up as far as how the character is. And, you know, once that incident happens, where they get the message. So who's going to be the one that's going to be the primary bad? Instigator. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you, you know, a couple of things that throw you off, you know, because there's one, you know, I thought for sure, like, oh, this is going to be the bad one just because I'm familiar with other, you know, I'm familiar <laughs> with things. So, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's kind of keeps you on your toes, you know, a little twist here and there. But yeah, I just, like, I was, you know, you brought up Leave the World Behind. When I was watching that, I was thinking, same thing, like, what's, what's going on in space? And then this movie gets <laughs> released. I'm it's, like, huh. It's- well, not quite. It is, as... the, it is the unnecessary. It is the unrelated companion piece. Yeah. Like if they would have been released by the same studio, it would be packaged in a DVD package or on I- Amazon or iTunes as a two pack. Not Shakur, but you know, combo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it was good. Surprising. Oh, yes. You know, January. Yeah. You just don't know how these movies are going to be. Like, no, it, you really don't. Oh, I, shoot. Christmas scene is in based on a true story with Kaylee Kuoko on uh, Peacock. If you haven't watched they where they make a, a true crime murder podcast. I didn't watch that yet because they think, so they think they're, they think they're plumber. It's a married couple that thinks their plumber is a serial killer. And then it's about them wanting to, and they keep finding all these clues and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then, so they decide they want to interview him. And, you know, the guy ends up confessing that he is, I mean, it's all in the commercial. It's like this is all in like if you were to watch a trailer or whatever. It's all in there. So I'm not giving anything away, but it's a comedy, you know. Yeah. One and so they want to do a podcast about where they interview this, and then you know put it out there. It's a, one of those shows where they do a podcast, and it's like not really how podcasts actually work, but yeah. for the sake of a TV show, they do it. So, anyways, it's I I really enjoyed it. He does comedy really well. He was also in Away We Go, which is one of my love that movie from 2009 with John John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Allison Janney, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, there's a bunch of people in this movie. I think yeah. Jim Gaffigan. Like, there's just a bunch of people in this. And then he's in Argo. He was in Air. He played David Falk, the kind of the a hole. He was in Gaslight, the series that I have talked about on here. He was in the season three of The Center, which I need to go back and watch. I forgot he played Victor Zaz in Birds of Prey. And then, yeah, he was in Sharp Object, Mindy Project. Like, he's had a big, huge story career. I first, yeah, and then the newsroom. I think I said network earlier. I meant the newsroom. But when I first fell in with him was in... This little little independent movie called The Giant Mechanical Man from 2012, starring Chris Messina as the Giant Mechanical Man, mm-hmm. like one of those street performers that kind of look stand like statues. Yeah, yeah. So he plays somebody like that, and Jenna Fisher. And it's one of my favorite roles of hers. That's not The Office. She was also in a movie called A Little Help, which is also really good because it's against her type. And she's like playing this struggling mom who smokes and everything and doesn't make great life decisions, but she's trying to do better. Anyways, that's a great movie too. But Giant Mechanical Man is one of my favorites. And that's when I first kind of really fell in love with his character, you know, him. And he was just great. He was also in Greenberg, which is a Noah Baumbach movie 
with Ben Stiller and Greta Gerwig. And of course, like away we go. 50 Christina Bards. Anyways, I want to quit tooting his horn because if you I would seriously suggest checking out his movies and his body, you know, his body of work. Again, one of my favorite, you know, kind of independent film actors. So I say check out ISS if you can. If you don't want to check it out in theater, you can wait till streaming. But it's definitely worth a watch. It'll be it's entertaining. I mean, it'll keep you. It's got a good good amount of tension. They'll keep you on your toes. True, true. Okay, let's go to our second one real quick. So our second of our double feature is the movie Role Play, which is rated R with a runtime of one hour, 40 minutes. This stars Kaylee Kuoko, speaking of which, David Oyolowo. And man, I, said, I mean, I just had that roll off the Great. tongue. Oh, man. Load. It would you up <laughs> from last week. Anyways, Bill Nighy, Connie Nielsen. So this is, again, this is on Amazon Prime. Came out January 12th. Emma has a wonderful husband, two kids in the suburbs of New Jersey. She also has a secret life as an assassin for hire, as you do. A secret that her husband, Dave, discovers when the couple decide to spice up their marriage with a little role play. Written by Seth W. Owen and directed by Thomas Vincent. So, yeah. Well, Kelly Cuoco's going to, you know, taking taking a few. I wonder if she, I wonder if they went, you know what? We want to do the flight attendant, but just a little bit different. What if the flight attendant had a family? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. This is a really cute, I mean, yes, it's rated R, but it's, this is a, I think you worded it best as a better version of ghosted. Yeah. Which isn't saying much. <laughs> Cause it's no, a bar uh, on that one. And then a similar premise to the family plan. Yes. Similar. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically this time it's Kaylee Kuoko. Who's the assassin and, you know, David Oyelowo as the, you know, has, you know, kind of, we'll say, I don't want to say clueless husband. He's clueless in the fact that he doesn't know that she is an assassin. He's not clueless, like, in general of most things. Yeah. You know, but it shows that she's done a, a good job of... Good. She's good at what she does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Keeping everything separate. Yeah. Kelly Kuoko's character's name is Emma. We find out later her real name is Anna, but not much of a switch. Yeah. Anyway, for the sake of, of us talking about it, it's Emma. Mm-hmm. David Oyelowo's character's name is David Brackett and Connie Nielsen's character's name is Gwen Carver. And then Bill Nighy plays Bob. (laughs) So, yes. So we see Emma, you know, on the job and everything and then coming back and she's supposed to be in finance, you know, and then going on business trips and stuff like that. Yeah. She's been getting the business done. (laughs) Yep. True story. And then, you know, David's taking care of the two kids, you know, his oldest ones from a previous marriage. Uh, the youngest is one they have together and you know, it's about the two of them trying to get, spend more time together. And he ends up buying her. This is in the trailer. He ends up buying her a, you know, like a, we'll say like a nurse's outfit, a naughty nurse's outfit, I guess. I don't, don't, whatever. And they end up, you know, trying, she's like, you know what? Do you really want me to wear this? Or, you know what? I have a better idea. Want if you want to role play? How about we let's not do this. 
we're going to have dinner tomorrow night and we're going to pretend like we haven't met each other. We're going to meet at this bar at this time. Different names. And we're not going to see each other before we go there. We're going to arrive separately. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's playing a mission. <laughs> That's all it is. Just applying her skills to yes. this. Yeah. She's like, it's like, oh, this is what you want to do? Oh, I got this. You want to pretend to be something else? I got this. Yeah. He's like, okay. You know, he, and it's funny because, you know, it, you feel like this is kind of his idea, but he's also kind of like was nervous about it. Yeah. And then when she kind of takes over, she's still like, he's still like, oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> he's still kind of, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. It's my idea, but. <laughs> Yeah, but sure. Okay, you roll with it. So, and she kind of takes the lead on it. Yeah, kind of funny. And you know, I don't because he's always played like more serious roles. It's good to see him play something a little more. I want to say lighthearted, but you know what I mean. I mean, he's just such a powerful actor. Yeah, it's good to see him do something a little more. I guess we'll say fun. We'll say fun. A little more fun, laid back. Yeah. Yeah. But I can also see why he wasn't in. What was that Apple TV Plus show we watched that you read the books for? To a silo. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know why I can remember the name <laughs> of the show. There's only reason. There's a reason why he probably was only in a couple episodes of that. He probably had to film this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, probably yeah y'all, got me, y'all got me told X amount of days. <laughs> right. Which that's still kind of disappointing because that's the whole reason I watched it. I know, right? It's like, so good. Dang, so good. All right. Yeah. Now, I mean. Granted, the show didn't disappoint, but still, no. They they pulled the Janet Lee on us. But yeah, so they, you know, when they get to the bar, kind of get sabotaged because you see you have Bill Nighy's killer character Bob come up and kind of just start talking to Emma mm-hmm. and just being obnoxious. I so tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me that, but it felt like Bill Nighy was doing his best christopher walken's impression as bob i'm bob let me buy you a drink how about shots i can see that he just wouldn't go away (laughs) so i'm here no let's do shots wonderful so like i was like he's doing a walking he's doing a walking impression (laughs) what walking i don't think so ow Uh, I'm so terrible with it. I'm so terrible with with celebrity impressions, but I don't care. I'm going to keep doing them because they're trash. It's all right. But, but yeah, he just wouldn't, wouldn't stop doing what he's doing. He does excuse himself so then they can continue their yeah. role play stuff. And of course he returns. Yeah. And, um, but then he throws out a couple of lines where I'm like, Hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I got this new contract. Yeah. Right, let's celebrate. Just landed in my lap. I'm like, mm, contract, <laughs> wink, mm-hmm. wink. Yep. <laughs> He's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. So let's come on, another shot. Let's do shot. Yeah. And you know, you know, she ain't stupid. You know, she what? Not her first time. True. But, then he leaves with a clue about his his room number. Like, you know, things don't work out here. Hey, come to my room. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and then the game is afoot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much so, but um, yeah. So she has to clean up a mess. I mean, Bob. I mean, and this isn't really giving much away because it doesn't. It's not giving the central plot point. In fact, it's what helps moves the plot along. Yeah, 
she poisoned Bob in his shot. Bob's dead. It winds up in the news and that they're looking for the two people he was seen at the bar with. And so, of course, well, David Oyelowo's character, Dave, gets stretched. Freaking out. Is, <laughs> is freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, we had we what are we going to do? And she's like, what do you mean? What are we going to do? I was wearing a wig. I was like, she's like, I was wearing a wig. There's nothing. They don't know anything. And yeah. is there pictures of us? No. Okay. And she's like, so just like deadpan about it. And he's like freaking out. And she's just so calm about it. It's so funny. He's bringing up the fact <laughs> they took shots with him. Yeah. They were with him. And, and then, you know, the fact that they were role playing and how suspicious yeah. that would be. <laughs> like Jack Dawson. Yeah. Jack Dawson from Titanic. <laughs> really? And he's just like, and the look on his face is like, just so just, you know, just like, you're taking the wind out of my sail with this. You know that, right? Right. She's like, okay. All right. Jack Dawson. Gotcha. Roll with it. <laughs> yep. And that's what the room was registered in. <laughs> and everything. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but really, you know, it's perfect because the, the their whole relationship is about the two of them trying to stay afloat. So it's, you know, it's good. It's good symbolism. Yeah. <laughs> But they got yeah, good no, chemistry. They got yeah. chemistry. They were relationship was well established. It yeah. wasn't, you know, everything they did for each other and and having everything going on, it made yeah. sense. Unlike yeah. with Ghosted, we have two people just having to meet one day, they spend a whole day together and yeah. I guess they hooked up, then she disappears right. and what she do? She left a phone and he wants to return it. Yes. Or, and he's gonna try and return it like some nineteen eighties rom com. And I'm like, you just met this person. Just keep it. If she comes back for it, cool. You don't know her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but uh, here, you know, he does kind of find out her past yes. and everything because he gets called in by the police. And air quotes. Well, yeah. The police. <laughs> and they pretty much let him know all her different I- identities and what her real job is. And first he laughs at all because he doesn't believe it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's just thinking about his wife as he knows her. Yep. Then it really starts to sink in. He's like, oh, shit, really? <laughs> shit, know? yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he ends up going home. But if he call, he's trying to get in touch with her. So he just picks up a random business card of, what was it, a plumber or something, something like, like that. that? Yeah. And then it goes to the phone of her handler, which is he thinks yes. is her boss. Right. And she's like, how did you find this? You know, how did you get this number? So, yeah, I just called the number on this card, business card. Yeah. <laughs> you, you picked yep. up. And so much like in Ghosted, he says, I'm coming to where you are, and then we're going to figure this out, which he has yeah. better motivation because that's literally his wife. You know, he's worried about her. Yep. And of course, their kids are with his sister, which, you know, he makes a joke like, yeah, she hates us because. And she was the one that first brought it to his attention. It's like, yeah, that hotel I went to, this happened. It's like, y'all, yeah. y'all sure know how to pick them. <laughs> right. But um, 10%. But he did finally get to see her in action. and. Man, what was it? The group that's after her, Sovereign. Yes, Sovereign is yeah. the name of it. And you know, we get to learn a little more about how she became who she is. And yeah, I don't know what that like. It was weird because okay, they, they met. I guess they dated a year, then were married for seven years, and she was able to hide her profession from him and maintain yeah. the dual life by still accepting yep. assignments, but covering up like business meetings. Yep. And then 
I guess the other people she worked for was coming after her. Because first I was a little confused. I'm like, why are you right. coming after her? Like she's still doing her job. Like it's not like with Family Plan where he just left the whole business and is not doing it anymore. Oh yeah. She's literally still active. Yeah. Probably could have just made a phone call and say, hey, maybe we can do this. But they did she did have pretty much like what was it? Money on her head, basically. Like, you know, people to bring her in. There was a award, a bounty yeah. for her. Not to kill her, but just to bring her in. Yep. And I was like, couldn't this have been solved with a little conversation? Just like, hey, <laughs> yep. I get it. You got a family, but what's really going on? Exactly. Like, you're doing all this stuff for money, but we're not getting it. <laughs> I think that's probably what it was. Right. They're not getting a cut. <laughs> uh, bless. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I... If what are you thinking? They would just left out a few curse words and be PG thirteen. So I don't think the violence is really that. No, I mean it, it was pretty light compared to some of the stuff we've seen. Yeah, they must have just you they must have just used the f bomb a bit too much, I guess. I guess. Which that could have been left out. I mean, yeah. to be honest, because I would show this. To, you know, I'd show this to York for sure if he wanted to watch it, but I don't think this would be his type. Yeah, the movie Ruth will love it whenever she gets around to watching it but yeah both I, I mean both really enjoyed it it's it definitely was better than i thought it would be i don't know why but no it's i love kayla kuoko she does great i mean flight attendants in a great show love it and david oyo doesn't you know homeboy can't do wrong true so, true, so yeah true, true. definitely check it out all right my dude you got one more i'm done <laughs> All right, I'll just just briefly, I checked out Quiz Lady on Hulu. Yep. You know, just one of those randoms movies I watched. Yeah. Uh, came out November third of last year, hour and thirty nine. Director is Jessica Yu, and it stars Aquafina as Ann Yum, and Sandra huh. Oh as Jenny Yum. You have Jason Schwartzman, who plays Ron Heacock. Holland Taylor as Francine. Tony Hale, Ben Franklin, and then John. Dumbfounded Park <laughs> as Ken and Will Farrell oh, as Terry McTeer. So this is about a game show obsessed woman and her estranged sister work together to help cover their mother's gambling debts. Huh. So and she's obsessed with this game show called Can't Stop the Quiz. It's like she just grew up literally just watching it every day to the point now as an adult, she sets an alarm. So she watches it every time the yeah. alarm goes off with her okay. with her with her her. Little pug, dang, what she called him, Linguini, Mr. Linguini's the name <laughs> of the dog, and she just basically sits there and plays the game along as she's watching it, and but she gets a phone call about her mother uh, from a retirement home, and the uh, the staff member calls saying that they lost her mother. Initially, she thought because yeah. she passed away, but no, she says she just she ran away. <laughs> she we lost her. We don't know where she's at, and so she comes in. They asked her to come in, and they're about to talk to her, but they said they're going to wait for her sister. Her okay. sister arrives, played by Sandra O, oh, arrives dressed in all black, saying, oh, it's finally happened. Mother's died. It's like, no, she just ran away. Right. And, but because she's been so difficult and been mean and violent towards staff, they kick her out. So they have to take all her stuff. And Sister Jenny has, you know, has been living out of her car. Yeah. And because of the situation, she thought, well, I could stay with you for a while. Which you know Anne's not ha- happy about, but reluctantly agrees. And 
So one night while she's watching the quiz show, her sister notices that she's doing so well with the show. And it's like, why don't you go on there? Like, are you nervous or yeah. scared that like you might win all this money and do well? But, you know, Anne is a bit introverted. She doesn't like people looking at her. And so, yeah. you know, from the comfort of a home is best. Yeah. But so, but they get, because their mother left, she also had a gambling problem. So John dumbfounded Park, who plays Ken, approaches Anne looking for her mom. And because her mom's nowhere to be found, that she owes $80,000. And now Anne has to fit the bill for it. <laughs> wow. And, you know, Jenny's like, you know, it's cool. I got you. We, I get, I, she went to a restaurant, almost choked on a bone in a fish. And so she sued. She said, I'm getting a ton of money. So we're good. But Anne doesn't believe it. You know, she felt like she's just blowing yeah. air up her, you know, up her ass. Yeah. So, so another night while they're watching the quiz show, Jenny records and just go over the, the questions and answer them correctly. And then literally overnight, she blows up, like just goes viral for it. People that work start treating her differently. They're one, one, one comes up to her is like, Hey, you know, he's on live trying to get her on video to help his followers yeah. and whatnot. But so they end up going on a road trip as they go to an audition for the show. She reluctantly does it. And, but you know, it's kind of her lifelong dream, I guess. Yeah. Cause she, she's in love with the host by Will Ferrell. And it's just about them getting to the, the show for her to go on it. And her, her goal basically is to try to dethrone the current winner. Who's like got a, record for the most wins uh okay. ron heacock who's real i guess you say pompous and arrogant about it yeah he's won i guess like 30 plus maybe more than that he's doing well quite a lot yeah and uh, i mean it's pretty funny it's a cool it's just um for a streaming i think it's something that you put on the background okay and watch i like sandra oh like she really got into her yeah. character i'm not used to her playing this real like Having fun. She's having fun with her role. Yeah, yeah. And Aquafina so, just she seems, usually does the more serious. Yeah. So it's good to see her in this role. And uh Aquafina, she's kind of just doing Aquafina. Okay. You know, yeah. so which, you know, good or bad, depending on Right. Depending on how you feel about her. Yeah. And but I mean it's cool. It's decent. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so coming out this week. Dude, it's going to be February 2nd, Groundhog Day, on Friday. There goes January. So, yeah. see, Grayson, you know, we got five more months. <laughs> five more like, months of the day just, comes this Friday. Yeah, Just started. Literally five months from Saturday, and it'll be time for her to watch Despicable Me, Despicable Me 4. So. Yeah. But until then, coming out this Friday, we have Scrambled. Rated R with a runtime one hour, 37 minutes. A 30-something eternal bridesmaid goes on an empowering and often hilarious journey of self-discovery starring Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck and Handmaiden's Tale fame. Clancy Brown from Highlander, SpongeBob, and literally everything else fame. Lindsay Morgan, June Diane Raphael from how does this get made podcast and other shows and like the one with Willie Tomlin and Jane Fonda that was on Netflix. I can't think of the name, but I'll type on my head. Anyways, that's coming out this Friday. And then we also have more 
you know, we have Argyle, which is Matthew Vaughn's latest movie starring Bryce Dallas Howard, Sophia Boutella, Henry Cavill, Dua Leap, Ariana DeBose, Sam Rockwell, Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, John Cena, can't see me, <laughs> Catherine O'Hara, Rob Delaney. Like, there's a bunch of people in this movie. An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think Ruth even wants to go see this. She goes, is that the one with the cat? I want to see the one with the cat. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's a good sign. Yeah. So that's coming out Friday also. And that's what we got, man. Yep. Yep. I know at least one of one of the two I'll be watching for sure. Yeah, I'll we'll probably go this weekend. I would yeah. imagine. I feel like I could probably talk York into going to see that one. So we'll see. We shall see. And yeah, man, that's what we got um, coming up December. Not December, cheese, Louise. February. Not trying to fast forward or rewind. Yeah, either direction. February tenth. The Directors Guild Awards. So let's keep that there. And then we've also got February 24th, the SAG Awards, which will be broadcast on Netflix for the first time. The irony is not lost on me. Right. And it should be lost on literally anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so the, fact the SAG Awards will be broadcast at 7 p.m. on Saturday, the 24th on Netflix of all places. Hilarious. Hilarious. Take a drink every time they make a joke about it. Um, you'll be on the floor and then by the by the end of the first presenter. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we got. And February we got a good month coming up and we'll have I'm looking at the calendar and I'm expecting at least one returning guest coming back to speak about a movie that they have made. So yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Patrick's like, oh yeah, that I forgot about that. Yeah, nope. So at least one guest this coming month coming up. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, man, another great week of movies and all that and more to come. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right, everybody. We hope you all have an amazing week. The snow has finally left. The rain has finally come. And gone, and now all that is left are potholes. Yeah, I ran over a few yesterday coming back from the theater. I'm just like, there's like a nice row of it, too. I'm like, yeah, traffic to my left and right. I couldn't yep. get over, so there's no nope. avoiding it. I was just like, this is why I don't like cute. driving after all hey, this. Cue the meme of the dude coming out from behind the tree. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, here's your tires. Here's here's all the tire stores. Like, yep. Ching ching, ching ching ching. We ready? We ready for you? We'll take you whenever we can get you in. Yeah. Oh, God bless. All right, everybody. Y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to y'all next week with another great episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.